Aesop's Fables The Bat, the Birds, and the Beasts A great conflict was about to come off between the birds and the beasts. When the two armies were collected together the bat hesitated which to join. The birds that passed his perch said, come with us, but he said, I am a beast. Later on, some beasts who were passing underneath him looked up and said, come with us, but he said, I am a bird. Luckily at the last moment peace was made, and no battle took place, so the bat came to the birds and wished to join in the rejoicings, but they all turned against him and he had to fly away. He then went to the beasts, but soon had to beat a retreat, or else they would have torn him to pieces. Ah said the bat, I see now. He that is neither one thing nor the other has no friends. The Heart and the Hunter The heart was once drinking from a pool and admiring the noble figure he made there. Ah said he, where can you see such noble horns as these, with such antlers? I wish I had legs more worthy to bear such a noble crown, it is a pity they are so slim and slight. At that moment a hunter approached and sent an arrow whistling after him. Away bounded the heart, and soon, by the aid of his nimble legs, was nearly out of sight of the hunter, but not noticing where he was going, he passed under some trees with branches growing low down in which his antlers were caught, so that the hunter had time to come up. Alas! Alas! cried the heart. We often despise what is most useful to us. The Serpent and the File A serpent in the course of its wanderings came into an armorer's shop. As he glided over the floor he felt his skin pricked by a file lying there. In a rage he turned round upon it and tried to dart his fangs into it, but he could do no harm to heavy iron and had soon to give over his wrath. IT is useless attacking the insensible. The Man and the Wood A man came into a wood one day with an axe in his hand and begged all the trees to give him a small branch which he wanted for a particular purpose. The trees were good-natured and gave him one of their branches. What did the man do but fix it into the axe head, and soon set to work cutting down tree after tree. Then the trees saw how foolish they had been in giving their enemy the means of destroying themselves. The Dog and the Wolf A gaunt wolf was almost dead with hunger when he happened to meet a house dog who was passing by. Ah, cousin, said the dog. I knew how it would be. Your irregular life will soon be the ruin of you. Why do you not work steadily as I do, and get your food regularly given to you? I would have no objection, said the wolf, if I could only get a place. I will easily arrange that for you, said the dog, come with me to my master, and you shall share my work. So the wolf and the dog went towards the town together. On the way there the wolf noticed that the hair on a certain part of the dog's neck was very much worn away, so he asked him how that had come about. Oh, it is nothing, said the dog. That is only the place where the collar is put on at night to keep me chained up, it chafes a bit, but one soon gets used to it. Is that all, said the wolf. Then goodbye to you, master dog. Better starve free than be a fat slave. The Belly and the Members One fine day it occurred to the members of the body that they were doing all the work and the belly was having all the food. So they held a meeting, and after a long discussion, decided to strike work till the belly consented to take its proper share of the work. So for a day or two, the hands refused to take the food, the mouth refused to receive it, and the teeth had no work to do. 
But after a day or two the members began to find that they themselves were not in a very active condition, the hands could hardly move, and the mouth was all parched and dry, while the legs were unable to support the rest. So thus they found that even the belly in its dull quiet way was doing necessary work for the body, and that all must work together or the body will go to pieces. The Heart in the Ox Stall A heart hotly pursued by the hounds fled for refuge into an ox stall, and buried itself in a truss of hay, leaving nothing to be seen but the tips of his horns. Soon after the hunters came up and asked if anyone had seen the heart. The stable boys, who had been resting after their dinner, looked round, but could see nothing, and the hunters went away. Shortly afterwards the master came in, and looking round, saw that something unusual had taken place. He pointed to the truss of hay and said, What are those two curious things sticking out of the hay? And when the stable boys came to look they discovered the heart, and soon made an end of him. He thus learnt that. Nothing escapes the master's eye. The Fox and the Grapes One hot summer's day a fox was strolling through an orchard till he came to a bunch of grapes just ripening on a vine which had been trained over a lofty branch. Just the things to quench my thirst, quoth he. Drawing back a few paces, he took a run and a jump, and just missed the bunch. Turning round again with a one, two, three, he jumped up, but with no greater success. Again and again he tried after the tempting morsel, but at last had to give it up, and walked away with his nose in the air, saying, I am sure they are sour. It is easy to despise what you cannot get. The Horse, Hunter, and Stag a quarrel had arisen between the horse and the stag, so the horse came to a hunter to ask his help to take revenge on the stag. The hunter agreed, but said, If you desire to conquer the stag, you must permit me to place this piece of iron between your jaws, so that I may guide you with these reins, and allow the saddle to be placed upon your back so that I may keep steady upon you as we follow after the enemy. The horse agreed to the conditions, and the hunter soon saddled and bridled him. Then with the aid of the hunter the horse soon overcame the stag, and said to the hunter, Now, get off, and remove those things from my mouth and back. Not so fast, friend, said the hunter. I have now got you under bit and spur, and prefer to keep you as you are at present. If you allow men to use you for your own purposes, they will use you for theirs. The Peacock and Juno a peacock once placed a petition before Juno desiring to have the voice of a nightingale in addition to his other attractions, but Juno refused his request. When he persisted, and pointed out that he was her favorite bird, she said, Be content with your lot, one cannot be first in everything. The Fox and the Lion When first the fox saw the lion he was terribly frightened, and ran away and hid himself in the wood. Next time however he came near the king of beasts he stopped at a safe distance and watched him pass by. The third time they came near one another the fox went straight up to the lion and passed the time of day with him, asking him how his family were, and when he should have the pleasure of seeing him again, then turning his tail, he parted from the lion without much ceremony. Familiarity breeds contempt. The Lion and the Statue a man and a lion were discussing the relative strength of men and lions in general. The man contended that he and his fellows were stronger than lions by reason of their greater intelligence. Come now with me, he cried, and I will soon prove that I am right. So he took him into the public gardens and showed him a statue of Hercules overcoming the lion and tearing his mouth in two.
That is all very well, said the lion, but proves nothing, for it was a man who made the statue. We can easily represent things as we wish them to be. The Ant and the Grasshopper In a field one summer's day a grasshopper was hopping about, chirping and singing to its heart's content. An ant passed by, bearing along with great toil an ear of corn he was taking to the nest. Why not come and chat with me, said the grasshopper, instead of toiling and moiling in that way. I am helping to lay up food for the winter, said the ant, and recommend you to do the same. Why bother about winter, said the grasshopper, we have got plenty of food at present. But the ant went on its way and continued its toil. When the winter came the grasshopper had no food, and found itself dying of hunger, while it saw the ants distributing everyday corn and grain from the stores they had collected in the summer. Then the grasshopper knew, it is best to prepare for the days of necessity. The Tree and the Reed Well, little one, said a tree to a reed that was growing at its foot, why do you not plant your feet deeply in the ground, and raise your head boldly in the air as I do? I am contented with my lot, said the reed. I may not be so grand, but I think I am safer. Safe, sneered the tree. Who shall pluck me up by the roots or bow my head to the ground? But it soon had to repent of its boasting, for a hurricane arose which tore it up from its roots, and cast it a useless log on the ground, while the little reed, bending to the force of the wind, soon stood upright again when the storm had passed over. Obscurity often brings safety. The Fox and the Cat A fox was boasting to a cat of its clever devices for escaping its enemies. I have a whole bag of tricks, he said, which contains a hundred ways of escaping my enemies. I have only one, said the cat, but I can generally manage with that. Just at that moment they heard the cry of a pack of hounds coming towards them, and the cat immediately scampered up a tree and hid herself in the boughs. This is my plan, said the cat. What are you going to do? The fox thought first of one way, then of another, and while he was debating the hounds came nearer and nearer, and at last the fox in his confusion was caught up by the hounds and soon killed by the huntsman. Miss Puss, who had been looking on, said, Better one safe way than a hundred on which you cannot reckon. The Wolf in Sheep's Clothing A wolf found great difficulty in getting at the sheep owing to the vigilance of the shepherd and his dogs. But one day it found the skin of a sheep that had been flayed and thrown aside, so it put it on over its own pelt and strolled down among the sheep. The lamb that belonged to the sheep, whose skin the wolf was wearing, began to follow the wolf in the sheep's clothing. So, leading the lamb a little apart, he soon made a meal off her, and for some time he succeeded in deceiving the sheep, and enjoying hearty meals. Appearances are deceptive. The dog in the manger. A dog looking out for its afternoon nap jumped into the manger of an ox and lay there cozily upon the straw. But soon the ox, returning from its afternoon work, came up to the manger and wanted to eat some of the straw. The dog in a rage, being awakened from its slumber, stood up and barked at the ox, and whenever it came near attempted to bite it. At last the ox had to give up the hope of getting at the straw, and went away muttering. Ah, people often grudge others what they cannot enjoy themselves. The Man and the Wooden God In the old days men used to worship stocks and stones and idols, and prayed to them to give them luck. It happened that a man had often prayed to a wooden idol he had received from his father, but his luck never seemed to change. He prayed and he prayed, but still he remained as unlucky as ever. 
One day in the greatest rage he went to the wooden god, and with one blow swept it down from its pedestal. The idol broke in two, and what did he see? An immense number of coins flying all over the place. The man and his two wives. In the old days, when men were allowed to have many wives a middle-aged man had one wife that was old and one that was young. Each loved him very much, and desired to see him like herself. Now the man's hair was turning gray, which the young wife did not like, as it made him look too old for her husband. So every night she used to comb his hair and pick out the white ones. But the elder wife saw her husband growing gray with great pleasure, for she did not like to be mistaken for his mother. So every morning she used to arrange his hair and pick out as many of the black ones as she could. The consequence was the man soon found himself entirely bald. Yield to all and you will soon have nothing to yield. The nurse and the wolf. Be quiet now, said an old nurse to a child sitting on her lap. If you make that noise again I will throw you to the wolf. Now it chanced that a wolf was passing close under the window as this was said. So he crouched down by the side of the house and waited. I am in good luck today, thought he. It is sure to cry soon, and a daintier morsel I haven't had for many a long day. So he waited, and he waited, and he waited, till at last the child began to cry, and the wolf came forward before the window, and looked up to the nurse, wagging his tail. But all the nurse did was to shut down the window and call for help, and the dogs of the house came rushing out. Ah, said the wolf as he galloped away, enemies, promises were made to be broken. The tortoise and the birds. A tortoise desired to change its place of residence, so he asked an eagle to carry him to his new home, promising her a rich reward for her trouble. The eagle agreed, and seizing the tortoise by the shell with her talons, soared aloft. On their way they met a crow, who said to the eagle, Tortoise is good eating. The shell is too hard, said the eagle in reply. The rocks will soon crack the shell, was the crow's answer, and the eagle, Taking the hint, let fall the tortoise on a sharp rock, and the two birds made a hearty meal off the tortoise. Never soar aloft on an enemy's pinions. The two crabs. One fine day two crabs came out from their home to take a stroll on the sand. Child, said the mother, you are walking very ungracefully. You should accustom yourself to walking straight forward without twisting from side to side. Pray, mother, said the young one. Do but set the example yourself, and I will follow you. Example is the best precept.